Hey, Mac, how'd you like some of my warm apple pie? Welcome to We're Not Critics. I'm your co-host, Melanie, and I've already had a beer at the pool hall, and I'm having a nice snort of Blackland whiskey, so it's going to be an interesting afternoon. I'm joined by my young, hot co-host, AJ, because we're talking about a movie with an older woman and young, hot men. Uh, <laughs> AJ's so embarrassed and grossed out. <laughs> uh, hey, you know who would love this movie? Tree Trunks from, <laughs> from Adventure Time. Hey, Mac, how'd you like some of my warm apple pie? Only <laughs> <laughs> screws up the dance or whatever. Ampudance. Ampudance. Um, okay. So oh, yeah, magic. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, Channing Tatum doesn't sleep with a tiny elephant. No, <laughs> he sleeps with Aunt Selma Hayek. Oh, okay, not bad. All right, so we're talking about Magic Mike's Last Dance, which I was dying to see when we saw the promo. I was like, yes, oh my god, life has been crap lately. I need this movie in my life. So Channing Tatum has basically come full circle. This is Step Up Seven. Kind of. It's a step-up movie. It's it very really step is. Up. There's a guy who's who's down on his luck. He's a really talented dancer. Someone says, hey, we can do this thing and make a lot of money. You want to do that? And he's like, I don't have anything And it'll only do. take X amount of time. Like yeah, and we only have this or... one shot to do it. So it's kind of, this movie let me down in some ways, which we'll talk about. So it's kind of like, it's like the Godfather 3 of this trilogy. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's like between the two. It's between, it's not as serious as one, but it's not as funny as three. Two. Two. <laughs> Magic Mike XXL is the second one, and yeah. it is hysterical. I love that movie it's so much. It's it so makes me laugh funny. so hard. But um, but honestly, we were talking, this is the only place this could have ended up. Yeah. Like, where else are they going to go with it? I. He could have opened his own strip club. I mean, he kind of did. In this sort kind of. Kind of. Okay, so let's talk about this movie. And I'm actually going to try to follow my notes, which are written terribly, but I'm going to try to follow it. So um, it starts out with an element that both of us hate. And it's this young voice narrator talking about dance. And dance, how dance brings people together. I literally hate Like, I'm, I don't want to be one of those asshole Americans who's like, you talk funny, you have an accent. But it's just, it's like she's throwing up when she says the word dance. It's dance. a very pretentious accent. I think. And, and it's from a character we meet later, and it doesn't make sense. It, I, I hated it. I hated it. The biggest problem with the entire movie is that voiceover. Well, it, and it's it's not... from a character who does nothing, who's not in the movie. I mean, yeah, she, she is. physically is, but she has nothing to do with dance. And it, it comes up maybe three times, like beginning, middle, end, we have this narration. And it's really not, I know so they were kind of trying to do creative exposition, It kind of but sounds, it just doesn't work. It kind of sounds like a moment in like a Charlotte's Web or something where someone would say some whimsical British thing yeah. that would like let us know what's about to happen and it's sort of weird. So basically we learn through this awkward voiceover that dance brings people together, but also the pandemic sucked and Channing Tatum lost his furniture business. So now he is has a gig as a bartender at a wealthy woman's charity fundraising event. Mm. Salma Hayek comes up to him and tells him she wants to see him later. So she's the one putting on this charity event in Miami. And... 
she does she she propositions him very awkwardly yeah <laughs> it, it comes off very much like she wants more than what he's selling yeah and and we know what she's asking for, but honestly, if this had happened to anybody else, they'd be like, are you asking me for sex? Are you a cop? What's yeah, going like, on? It's very... So she offers to pay him $6,000 for a lap dance because she's going through a divorce and she feels sad. And he's like, I'll do it for 60000 And honestly, I mean, it's a pretty cool dance. So I don't know if I... I don't, um, I don't have $60,000 to play, pay Channing Tatum to... Throw me up in the air like that, but well, six thousand. It's also not really her money, because you know. Oh yeah, this character. Okay, so <laughs> Selma Hayek disappointed me so much because I'm like, yes, we're empowering an older woman who is in her prime, and she can pull a hot young guy, and and I thought she's gonna be this powerful businesswoman. No, she's uh, all her money comes from her husband, who she's going through a divorce with, and she's just playing with it. And it they sort of address it with the story of the play that's in the film but also it's still just a whiny rich girl who's like eh, i don't know if i should leave my husband because i won't have all this money that i didn't do anything to make like so yeah how empowering is that really yeah that's women that's that's a problem <laughs> through the whole movie i mean my favorite character was the the actress who was doing the play. She's like, I'm here for some dick. <laughs> so anyway, so he does this erotic dance for Salma Hayek, and they end up sleeping together. And she says, I have a job for you. It'll only be a month. Come to England with me. And he's like, well, what's the job? And she doesn't tell him. Don't so I'm worry like, about it. what in the Christian Grey is happening? <laughs> it's $60,000. Don't question. $60,000. Yeah, so it's kind of, we, we just did our last episode was about the Fifty Shades movies and how we hated it oh, so much. Oh, and this much. is so much better. Just Well, and it's, it's almost the same thing where this rich person is basically buying somebody, like distracting them, like, hey, don't look at my person, personality flaws. Here's some money and here's some extravagance. But it, at least it's actually something that they're talented in and they're really they are kind of leading the work and everything it's not like like uh anastasia just keeps getting a new job and a new job all based off of her boyfriend who owns the company yeah or whatever so um and fires her boss and this and that but here, at least he's like an a legitimately talented yeah, we'll get like, to Mike, dance producer. We'll person. get to yeah, we'll get to Mike's job in just a moment. But I don't want to skip over one of my favorite moments. They're flying really bougie first class to England, and they have tea and little sandwiches. And he's pulling, he's peeling off the cucumbers, and he just goes, "I don't really fuck with vegetables." <laughs> I love Mike, and like his lines are so funny. Like he meets her daughter later on. He's like, "Oh shit, hi." <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know what's going on, man. These bitches are driving me crazy. So he is... I love him so much. I love the character of Mike. So finally, we learn. When he gets to England, I guess he uh, can pay his apartment rent and everything, whatever. Um, that that yeah. would stress me out too much. I'm obviously a homebody and shaking Maybe my world. Maybe he got an advance. More. Maybe. Okay. That Those things stress me out. So she... her Well, her husband's family owns a theater and they've been doing this very prim and proper play. It looks like the importance of being earnest or something like that. It's it's a made up mm. play, but it's basically kind of that that late something 1800s era. Ascendant. Isabella Ascendant or something like that. It made that. me think of Jupiter Rising, and that's not at all. No, Isabella. Although Channing Ascendant's... Tatum's in that also, so oh, maybe okay. that's why. <laughs> it's like this six degrees of Channing Tatum. So she wants to put on 
a, a dance concert. That's I was a dance major in college, and that's what you call them is dance concerts. All of they never. I was they very never confused this the, the whole time. Like, what is it? It's a like, show. It's it's a dance concert like it, because it, God forbid you call it a recital. It vaguely has a storyline, um, but only the very beginning. Yes. So, <laughs> and she wants Mike to be the creative director, and so that's what he will be paid to do. And so they have to go out and find guys who haven't really done the stripper thing before, but they're good hip-hop dancers or whatever. And that's where I saw the promos. I'm like, oh, it's a step-up movie. Well, okay, yeah. So there's there's some good they're... actual dancing talent, and there's some sexy dancing, too. It's a Magic Mike movie. You have to have hot men gyrating. It is funny when he, they're doing the uh, audition process, and Mike just has to kind of be like, yeah, like, go okay. in there, get in there. <laughs> yeah, and there's one guy who starts humping Selma Hayek aggressively. And he's just like, the, uh, no, no. No, 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 pulls him off of her. So that's funny. And also, their AV tech guy is a fat guy who does not, he should not be British. Like He looks American. He looks so American. I can't explain it, but you hear that British accent come out of his mouth, and they're like, you need to be Stingray's cousin or something from Cobra Kai. Yeah, and there was somebody else that looked like aggressively English. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was her driver. Yeah, so Selma Hayek, at first you think, oh, she's this arts patron and everything. This bitch is bipolar, and I say this with... All the loving kindness I can. AJ has a very surprised look on his face. I have I'm bipolar. not surprised. I have bipolar disorder. I wanted to call it out first. I have bipolar disorder, and it's not, you know, luckily it's not like you necessarily see in the movies all the time where it's it's really cartoonishly outrageous, but she is clearly in a manic mm. phase. Mm-hmm. She's irritable. She jumps on everything he says. She she, argues, she picks fights for no reason. Suddenly decides things based off of nothing. Like on she puts whim. him in in charge as the ex- expert, and then she's like, "Yeah, but we need to have like this guy. He's like this. And he's like and just uh, ideas, ideas." And, uh, uh, I, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I thought I have felt what she has felt. So she's going through a very stressful time. She's going through a nasty divorce, Which, and there's a child involved. It wouldn't so, be that big of a deal if. It wasn't for two things. One, if even though she was having these moments, she seemed to legitimately be helping or pr- producing something worthwhile, that would have been good. But she doesn't. It's It very much just seems like she's doing things at random and she's making it harder on Mike. Yeah. No, no so, pun intended. It's just a shit because show. they end up together and it's kind of weird. Oh, I hate that. I, it's kind of weird. Yeah, and then so they it say... It could have been good. They say they're not going to have a sexual romantic relationship while they're doing the production because work is work. And after I mean, the night that she paid for it, anyway. Yeah. So after that, when they go to England, <laughs> they try to keep it all business. And the other people from the other movies aren't really in it much, but I do appreciate that... Tito tries to call him, and Tito was in the second movie. I don't yeah. really remember him much. But then on his phone, my favorite part is Big Eggplant Emoji Richie. Yeah. <laughs> so Big Dick Richie calls him. So, yeah. And so he does it, a Zoom call with the boys. It is nice and that that's they it. address that his friends are still out there and, like, they're living their he, lives he with their would, girlfriends or whatever. Yeah, you know, call his friend and be like, yeah, man, this is going on. And, uh, and Richie's like, yeah, bro, stick with the stick with the rich girl. Like, yeah, I, I know that lifestyle now. So, yeah, these guys are living their best lives with the sugar mamas and I'm here for it. Whatever. That's fine. So really, I, I love Mike. Selma Hayek is just irritating. This character is is she's a lot. She's a lot. She's a lot to handle. She's and also a bad mom. 
Yeah, she's she ignores her adopted daughter. The butler who hangs out with them is cool. I like but, him. But her child's a little infuriating, so she's very posh and British in a way Precocious. that Ameri- that Americans think British children would be. Like she's, her, she's Hermione. Yeah, but like more annoying though. Um, she's precocious. Stop writing precocious kids. Like, write kids the way kids are kids. It's fine if they're smart. I've met smart kids. I've met, like, nine-year-olds and had conversations with them, and they're, like, sarcastic little bastards. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, they're normal people, but they are kids. They're not adults. So, uh, quit fucking doing that she was so annoying plus her being the whole voiceover the narrator for no reason yeah and she and mike are kind of frosty at first but then they they team up and form an alliance so anyway with this show it's going along fine and then i think her soon-to-be ex-husband gets wind of it and he tries to shut it down for different reasons like the building's a historical building so one of the funniest and weirdest things is that there's a woman who is i guess has some kind of public office job where she's in charge of things like this, giving building permits or whatever. And so all the hot guys in the show kind of stake her out. And then she's on a bus and they do the weirdest flash mob dance ever. And this guy's dressed as um, Rothbart from Swan Lake. But like... They don't play the Swan Lake music though. That was the one thing of like, you should have played Swan Lake music. But in white. Yes, he was he was good, Rothbart. And um, I, it was a little shout out because they were doing Swan Lake at another theater. But I thought they should have just gone full maybe Swan he, Lake. Maybe he was supposed to be the swan. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> maybe, like, what if Swan Lake... Had what, dudes. What, what if Odile um, and Odette were dudes instead? I'm glad that they, they don't explain how they timed this, where they're the only people on the bus. The bus driver <laughs> is totally on board with it. He doesn't stop or question anything about them harassing this woman in the back no the most terrifying thing she's sitting at the very back and all of a sudden they just they they all turn and look at her and i (laughs) that would scare the shit out of me if that happened it would be like a black mirror episode or something like if you just you're going to work and you look up and everyone's everyone turns and looks at you and they look at their watch and like oh god you're the only non-replicant you're the the only real human And, here. like, you're going to take me you're to like, that Stepford Wife thing and put fuck. a chip in my brain, aren't you? So, anyway, they get but the building permit. That is, because... the, that is the funniest shit. Because they cut it off halfway through the scene. Like, right when Rothbart's right in her face, like, boom, they cut it off. And, so you, and then they see stamp. <laughs> they get the permit. And, like, what did they do to no this No explanation. Woman? No, like, what's the big finale? I, I love that they just cut. They're like, no. We're, it doesn't make sense. And we're, so we're not going to try to make it make sense. We're just jumping to, we got what we wanted. Yeah, and I kind of like that. Like, sometimes I like that they cut it off a little too soon, so you're like, what happened? And maybe they didn't want to write the rest of it, or who knows what, but it's kind of funny when a joke is cut off, because you're just like, what? It it was the best moment. Yeah, so, meanwhile, one of the conflicts is that they can't think of a way to end the show, and Salma Hayek's daughter calls her out and says, you're the queen of the first acts. Like, she always starts these charities or these projects or these art things and never follows through which Which is kind of just maybe comes from not having her own anything i guess i don't know yeah and and now her husband was unfaithful and i think that's why they're getting a divorce but she she just has been bored and hasn't found the right thing to do so i don't know if i had a husband who was a billionaire i'd i want to find something to do get a job just it doesn't matter what it is like just, well, and if you find yourself going through a divorce and you're like, oh, crap, i got to find something to hold on to. Yeah. Uh, 
Sure so, would be so, nice if she had built skills with all that money or, you know, yeah. gone to school. Or, nope. Uh, so queen of the first act. And so there's there there's also this, I, I couldn't quite understand it, but I think it's if they go through with the show on a certain day, his mother is going to nullify the prenup and Salma Hayek's not going to get any money okay. from the divorce. Something like Here, that. Okay, no. But there's like two different things. One, um... The husband does not want this to happen because it's dirty. And his raucous his and mother naughty. is like somehow in control of what's going on in their divorce, and there's things that were signed. They're like to hold up like the the face of the family's businesses, basically, mm-hmm. like their reputations and whatnot. Yeah. So having a strip routine would interfere with that. So that means she wouldn't get anything. Then. There's the whole thing that um, they only have until, like, Sunday night to do it at all because they their stage is too, too high or something. It's a building permit thing. There's a permit thing that's, like, if you don't fix it by... You're shut down. So, technically, you're open till then. And they don't have enough time to do it. Um, rush the last whatever thing. Bam. That's all. <laughs> yeah, and so back to the queen of the first act, it's kind of saying her life, but then also the show itself doesn't have a really good ending, and she and Mike keep arguing about it. And I have in my notes, show is hilarious, unicorn, 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 magic Mike in quotes, <laughs> an intermission with kittens, Max dance, pony, she's broke. Okay. So let's explain those bullet points. I, wow, I, that's I, a lot. I do love that... Um... Okay, the girl that gets to be in the show, she kind of calls out, like, this isn't, this is kind of weird. I'm just supposed to say this line, and then everyone does exactly what I want. Like, a unicorn gave me a wish. And he's like, sure. Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah, let's throw it. And so they literally (laughs) give her a magic microphone. Magic mic, get it? (laughs) And have her say something to it. He's the unicorn. He voices the unicorn. She calls out to a unicorn, like, literally in the middle of a Elizabethan-dressed scene. And he's like, hey, babe, what's up? Like, (laughs) it's it's more like romantic era, but yeah. He talks like him. (laughs) <laughs> he sounds like Channing Tatum. Everybody's British in this, except and then there's Channing Tatum. And he doesn't like, try hey, to hey, sound like up? he doesn't try to sound like a magic unicorn. No, it's just like, hey, babe, what's up? He's, yeah, he's just like, no, what do you want? And she's like, I want a man like this. He's like, okay, you got it. I want a what bad else? boy who texts me back. <laughs> so she she gets like weirdly specific about certain things. Like, I want a man who blows his nose in a Kleenex and throws the Kleenex in the trash. Boom, sexy fireman shows up. And so I want a man is... that doesn't know how to fix his own car, but he knows who to call on a weekend. Mm. Boom. Like, <laughs> it's, and it, Sexy guy with a phone shows up. I want a man that's good with money. Shows an Asian guy. What the fuck? <laughs> yes, they did. They were like, I want a guy who's a CEO. The one Asian guy in the show. Um, okay. Kind of rude. But, but anyway. <laughs> he was a good dancer. Okay, so the show is fun. If you like the Magic Mike movies and you want it's... the pure guilty pleasure of sexy men doing sexy dancing... Last part, it's really good. And then also, I have Max Dance written in here. Um, well, I actually, I want to get to the intermission first because the weirdest thing happened. With 14 minutes and 20 seconds in the movie to go, for like a 60 seconds, this, this screen with kittens shows up. And it's, it says intermission. And uh, so, which, 
I just think they didn't want to show what the literal boring intermission of the show would be like, where people go to the bathroom and come back and do all that stuff. So, So yeah. they put in, like, this is like the old school intermission thing at movies, right? Bollywood movies like, still do intermission. So, so you, it's just like this little, it's like, like not even 60 seconds, like 20 seconds of little kittens playing. You're like, aw. And then sexy men come back. So... At the end, this is how Mike decides to end it. Okay, you know that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Mac does this really <laughs> where it's amazing. Moving, yeah, he does this really moving contemporary dance with a woman. And, and the message is basically he's coming out and saying, I'm gay. And it's been really difficult for me to say this. And like Danny DeVito's crying and saying, I get it, I get it. And everybody who's watching is crying. And Mac's dad walks out and everything. So it's basically that. <laughs> So it's Channing Tatum and this, he he needed a ballerina and a plumber because yeah. he needed a really good dancer and he needed it to be raining. So they needed and the plumber it, to do the water. Because it, it was going to be his rendition of his relationship with Selma Hayek. Yeah. And her, cha- except what I guess he wishes he had done instead of letting her run away in the rain or whatever. Something cool. like that. They have arguments left and right. And so the dance is really good. They, they. Man, he slides her on her ass all over that stage in water. I'm guessing they had a mylar floor. So it's it's really good. The the dancing in the movie is yeah. really good. And so they end that and then we hear Pony. They're like blah, blah. <laughs> I love that song. But genuine. So, so Pony is the final dance and they get they get like the permit lady and this old lady who's Selma Hank's friend and they get him all up and they do sexy gyrating dances on them and the old ladies are going crazy. And so they end with confetti and sexy men everywhere. And then Selma Hayek is just like, ah, I'm broke now. And Mike starts to walk off. And then he comes back. He's like, no, I'm just kidding. And I was like, dude, this was your out because she's crazy. This bitch is crazy. I'm sorry. And I say this as somebody with diagnosed mental illness that I deal with every day. This bitch is crazy, Mike. Doesn't matter how much money she has or doesn't have or how good that was. I get what what they were trying to do. It's just they needed to write her a little bit more genuinely, like, um, skillful, I guess. (laughs) And, like, like, you know, there are some people who are crazy, but they're, like, there's a positive for it. Like, they're a genius, but they, they want to murder or something. You know, there's, like, a she balance. Just... She's just insane and all over the place. And She was infuriating. She didn't contribute anything yeah, helpful if, except if for money. If she correctly contributed, this it would have been a better ending. No, and I was just like, Mike, no, <laughs> don't, don't go with her. So that was the only thing that I was kind of disappointed of how it ended. And then we got some stupid narration from the daughter. Which, oh, every time she talked, I hated it. I was so angry. It was, it was, it was not necessary. You but... don't know what you're talking about. She's, like, talking about what dance means to humans as, like, a species that evolved over time. But she never has anything to do with dancing or anything. She just, like, I'm writing a novel. Good for you, Okay, you so weirdo. Am I. Uh, <laughs> who I, I've tried to write novels, but I'm not a 13-year-old that thinks, like, yeah, this is first so shot. It it's going to be perfect. It was okay. You know, am I glad I didn't pay to see it in the movie theater? Yeah. This is one of the... Because movies are expensive now. They're, like, $11 when they're on sale. So I'm glad I didn't spend $25 to go see it in the movie theater. I am glad I watched it at home. Mm. Will I need to watch it again? Probably not. I could watch I... XXL over and over and over again. Yeah. That would be so funny. I think it's the worst of the three, but it's still decent. It's better than it's, most of the step-up movies. It's the third... Uh, 
Um, Better than Step Up Six China. Yeah, but that movie was awful. Yeah. Um, except for the white guy that appeared behind the other guy. Uh, and, and the it, jacket that said each <laughs> when everything else was in Chinese. Okay. Anyway. Um, it's probably better than the first two, actually. But, um, the, okay, my the big issue, which I... Big I, being the operative word, I, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who's to blame, but maybe it's men or maybe it's women it doesn't necessarily matter, but if it's women, I'm a little more disappointed. Um, the the weird, like, empowerment stuff always ends up being don't do anything for what you get. What do you mean? Like, it's her, it's her empowerment story, but she doesn't actually ever do anything. She, Not really. from beginning to end, is just living off her husband's family money. And she doesn't, like, take it and go, like, you know what? I'm going to take $10,000. I'm going to take it out of your family's money. I, 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 I admit it's your family's money, but right now I'm going to take it away. And I'm going to invest it in something. And I'm going to grow my own business or whatever. It's nothing like that. It's just purely, I wished on a unicorn. And a unicorn brought me dick. <laughs> and that's it. Like, it's just... It's a little infuriating, all the, the... I'm not against female empowerment stories. I'm totally cool with it. But, like, have them work at it. There's good examples of it. But it's, like, the ones that, that yell the loudest about it always suck. Yes, white cis het man, keep explaining to me how women should be more I could have opinions. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Am I wrong? For this movie, no, I don't think if the message was female empowerment, not exactly. Okay. But but can women objectify men? Yes, and they did lots of that in this yeah. movie. If that was and a, that was fun. If that was a message, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's fun. Objectify people just like men do, and like whatever, and then go home to your actual person who doesn't look like a stripper, uh, <laughs> like we all do, you like know? everybody does. Um, but it's so that's fine. I'm cool with that. That being like, let's be equal, just like dudes and how disgusting they are and how they objectify. Can we just have, then some, that's have fine. some fun? Yeah, that's cool. I just don't like okay. Mulan is an amazing example of a female empowerment story, the original one. Oh, okay, the animated one, not the but one. not the new one where she doesn't work for anything and just has magic powers. Yeah. You see what, okay. what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the man talked too long. Men t- shouldn't talk about women's pitting you. Okay, okay. Uh, Bill Burr's on my side, so okay. that's all I care about. Well, there's no... <laughs> we don't really need to go rant anymore or get political about anything, because this movie's just It's not political. Fun. It, I just no, I think I it's a, I think it's a story flaw. <laughs> it is. I mean, she is not a likable character at all. I'm not rooting for their relationship. I did not want Magic Mike to get with her at the end. Mm-mm. That was disappointing. So he's in for some so, screaming and shit being thrown at his head at 3 a.m. Like, um, it's like a, a 6 out of 10 single dollar bills. Like, <laughs> like that's the rating. Stuffed into a G-string banana hammock. Yeah, that's the rating for this movie. Like, a 6 out of 10. Yeah. It's, it's not perfectly average. 
It's just fun. It's fun. If you like the Magic Mike movies, definitely watch this. If you like the Step Up movies, I always like to think that his character in Step Up basically turned into Mike. So, he kind of does. Yeah, he kind of is. He's kind of that same character. So watch Step Up. My recommendations would be yes. I, I liked this movie, but definitely watch Step Up 1 with Channing Tatum, Magic Mike, the first one, and then Magic Mike XXL. Uh, XXL and Step Up 3. Step Up 3, I think it has almost the exact same amount of money that someone's, you know, uh, training for a month to get. And um, it's split amongst 20 people, so it means absolutely nothing. Yeah, so they all get like 20 but... bucks. So <laughs> Anyway, if you want to follow us and give us some dollar bills, we are on Instagram, We're Not Critics, YouTube, Twitch, Discord. I used to say Anchor, but Anchor's not a thing anymore. Spotify and iTunes. Big Dick Richie, we miss you. Do we, though? I mean... Yes. Okay. <laughs>